Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we are here with another great show. Uh, we are here talking about financial wellness today. Um, so we are, are chatting with Brian Michaud uh, of TrustEncompass.com. So welcome, Brian. Hey, thank you, Carolyn, so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. So, um, so Brian, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Brian Michaud. I own a company called Encompass Group. Um, I My office um, and my home is down in West Suffield, down in Connecticut. Um, I work uh, with um, Results in Wellness, which is out of uh, Westfield, and I offer financial workshops there for individuals and put them in a better position financially to um, for whatever comes an individual's way. Um, prepping for retirement or um, the need for care and how to fund it. And when we talk about financial wellness, what is what does that mean to you? How do you understand financial well-being? That's a good question. Um, financial wellness is, you know, it, it, it's a peace of mind. Um, you know, it, it, everybody everybody's concerned about having enough money for this and for that. And um, a lot of people postpone uh, preparing for retirement, um, I call it kicking the can down the road, and and time flies, as everybody knows. Um, so what I help people to do, and I show people to do, is how to put them in a position where they can do what they want to do when they want to do it. And so, when you're talking about this kind of peace of mind, um, what does I mean? Peace of mind is like, that's such a complex issue, right? Because it's sort of like, you know, that's taking away the worry, that's taking away the fear. Um, how how do you manage to take away the worry and the fear for people? Like, how do you get them to wrap um, themselves around actual kind of a, a peace of mind around money? So there are two things that will derail an individual's financial situation uh, during their retirement years. There's um, There's two unknowns. Um, one of the unknowns is the unknown of taxes, not knowing where, where taxes are going to be when you retire. Uh, and the other unknown um, is funding the need for care. Should a health event um, happen to an individual and they need to receive care either at home or, or in a facility. So if I can, and I, and I can, if I can show individuals how I can remove those two unknowns, um, that takes a, a, a big um, a big burden, uh, if you will, off an individual's um, off an individual's mind uh, when they're preparing for retirement. The, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, for individuals is, you know, am I going to have enough money? Am I going to be able to retire? What if this and what if that? So, so you know, I I counsel people or I educate people um, to put them in a position where you know we can handle the what ifs when they come up, and we can. Um, eliminate the two unknowns um, that individuals, quite frankly, do not know 
Um, we can remove the assumptions, you know, a couple of the assumptions, a couple of the big assumptions, if you will. So um, they'll know exactly where they're going to be. And, you know, in, you know, the two unknowns, if those those two big unknowns are eliminated, um, they have a better peace of mind. So it's all through the the education component that like, because I, I, I do feel like there's the element of the unknown is is does bring out a lot of fear for people if you don't have the information if you don't know what something is going to look like you know some people are totally fine going with the flow and you know allowing life to kind of you know take them in different directions but a lot of times you know it's it is really challenging to be able to say like oh this is you know this is where I want to be and this is how I get there and it's like but I have no idea how to do that you know so um yeah so the, the education component sounds like it's it's pretty huge for you yeah, you know, and, and, you know, I tell, I tell individuals, um, you know, all the time, you know, my number one job is to educate. Um, that's, and that's my goal is, you know, I want everybody to know exactly where they're at today, you know, and, you know, given their current plan, where they're going to be in the future, because I mean, we can, you know, we can guesstimate that out. Um, you know, and, and if you're good with that, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, I mean, my, you know, what I tell individuals when I meet with them is, you know, I mean, this is your plan. You know, this isn't my plan. This is your plan. So if you're, you know, um, as long as you have a clear understanding of, you know, where you currently are today and, you know, if you continue doing what you're doing today as far as accumulating your wealth and where you're going to put it, if you're good with that, you know, for the future, um, I'm good. So, yeah, my my number one job is to educate. And, um, you know, I, I, I love what I do. I, I, I so enjoy um, you know, doing this and, and sharing information with individuals. So Brian, I have a question. I mean, I always have lots of questions, but I, I'm, I'm turning 39 next week and I, um, I do have savings, but I, you know, and I'm super happy. I have, you know, my active spending, I keep track of what comes in and what goes out and I do have savings accounts. Um, I do not have a retirement plan and, um, I don't know where to start. And all, honestly, I have a, I have a little sense in the back of my head that like, I don't know what the world is going to look like in, you know, I'm turning 39. So when I'm like 65, or is is retirement age still 65? Is that still pretty on point? I, for for well, people who are listening, you should have just seen the the faces that Brian was just making <laughs> when I was trying to ask that question. Um, so it's not quite 65 retirement age anymore. No, no. Um, and I think what I, I think what we're going to find is, you know, um, the advances in um, medicine and medication that uh, we're going to be living longer, um, you know, quantity, not necessarily quality. Um, but, um, you know, given to your point, you, you know, for you, 39 next week, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, for you being 39 next week and, you know, looking forward to retirement, you know, is 65, you know, is it a realistic number to be able to retire at? Um, I think, you know, given the financial state of where we are today, you know, um, no, I think I, I truly believe that, you know, individuals are going to have to work, you know, longer, you know, to sorry to be the, uh, the bearer of bad news when it comes to that. No, I mean, I don't, I actually love my job. I never even feel like when I'm going into work, I don't ever feel like I'm working. I have to do a lot of laundry and linens and sometimes that's, you know, a little time consuming, but my job isn't 
you know, I, I adore my job and it's, it's very, um, it's not physically demanding. So there's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried if I have to work longer, but I am concerned that I don't actually have a retirement fund. Um, so if I was sitting down at your office, um, where, where would we even start? Because I, I know that I'm not the only person in their thirties or early forties, even that doesn't have a retirement account. So, um, you know, talk to me about where, where we'd start. So I ask, um, you know, I start off with uh, with three questions when, when when we will initially sit down. You know, I'll start off with three questions. OK, is, you know, um, do you want your first paycheck during your retirement to be equal to or greater than your last paycheck while you're working? Equal or greater to? Yeah. Um, sure. OK, that's no, that's a fair answer. Um you know, my, the, the next question I will, um, you know, we will sit down and have a conversation about um, is going to be um, over the rest of your lifetime, okay, do you believe that taxes are going to go up, go down, or stay the same? You know, that is part of the thing that I just don't know what the what the government is going to be offering for its citizens in you know, in 25, 30 years. That's something that is kind of a big question mark for me. Um, I mean, I, in a way, I hope that taxes go up because often that, you know, if you look at taxes according to how um, the Europeans tax people, there tends to be a lot more social services. So I, I wouldn't have a problem by itself if, if those kind of social services were in place if my taxes went up. So, okay, and, and let me piggyback off that for a second. So this is what I tell individuals um, and, and when I give workshops or, or if I'll do seminars, you know, this is what I tell people. I have no problem paying more in taxes if, if, and this is the big if, right, is if our government will take some fiscal responsibility behind what they're going to do with the extra money um, that they take from me in the form of taxes. Right. So, um, yes, to your point. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you know, having the unknown of not knowing, um, you know, what services, if you will, are going to be made available to you, um, you know, when it comes time to retire. Um, but let's face it. I don't think individuals goals is um, to be relying upon the government during retirement as far as services being offered. I think individuals' goals is going to be in a position to be able to do what you financially want to do when you financially want to do it, um, in you know on your own terms, right? Not um, not not so much in a situation of you know, okay because I'm here I need to receive you know something um, in the way of services you know from the government. Make sense? Yes, yep. absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. And so if people are just tuning in right now, you're listening to Energy Matters, and we are chatting today with Brian Michaud, um, who is helping us with our financial wellness. Um, so, so Brian, I, I'd love to continue uh, with, with your, your, third, your third question, as we're it, it, pretending that I'm a, a new person sitting down wanting to explore my, my retirement and to ease my worries around all of this. Um, where, where do we go from here? So, you know, the third question is, okay, um, you know, when do you want to retire? Um, and, you know, 
And that's a, you know, it, it, that's a thought provoking question because that's a different answer for everybody. You know, um, you know, individuals, you know, right off the bat will turn around and say, well, as soon as possible, or, you know, um, you know, be, you being 39 years old, you know, um, is it 65? Is it 55? Is it 60? And, you know, my job um, is to turn around and work with you such that you can be in a position and I'm going to go back to this, is to, to be in a position to do what you want to do when you want to do it. So if your goal is 65, then let's take a look at what you're doing or not doing, and let's take a look at what changes you need to make, um, you know, and implement, and, you know, let's, you know, let's put together a plan moving forward. I like it. And so from there, you help people kind of customize their their plans as as individuals kind of based around those three based on the answers to those kind of three questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So how, you know, I guess, um, do people have a lot of like, I guess what's the what's the biggest fear that people are are sitting down and experiencing? Because right, because you kind of talked about how when some when there's financial wellness, there's a peace of mind, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the other aspect of that is okay when when we're when we don't have a, a fa financial wellness or we're we're financially unwell i'm not sure what the opposite of that would be um but so the the fear and the worry and the anxiety i would imagine would be kind of the um the the imbalance in that in that scenario so what are some of the biggest things that people have um have fears and concerns around you know having enough money um that's probably the biggest fear, you know, am I going to have enough? But see, you know, it, what I have found in, in doing this business and being in this industry is, um, you know, a lot of individuals don't know what they don't know. And, and what I mean by that is this is, you know, um, you know, what is enough? What do they feel is enough? You know, I mean, if we went back to went back to, you know, one of the one of the first three questions here is, you know, I mean, you want your first paycheck during your retirement to be equal or greater than your last paycheck while you're working. Um, is that enough? And, you know, what what does that look like? Um, so, you know, people very often come across with the assumption of thinking, um, you know, oh, my God, it's a daunting task. Um, you know, I'm going to be working forever. I'm never going to be able to retire. Um and, and what's fun about what I do is, is when we sit down and we do have a conversation and we do, you know, put, start putting together some strategies, um, you know, in, in, in place for individuals is, um, you know, people are very often in a better position than they actually um, believe that they are. And, you know, that's one of the fun aspects. That's one of the fun aspects of my job. So can you tell us, um, can you tell us one of maybe your more recent uh, uh, kind of financial plans that you set up with somebody that was very surprising or, um, or really like exciting for you? Yeah, no, I, I, I can, um, you know, I, I do a lot of business or, or, you know, one of my passions is working with business owners. Okay, I got to be honest with you, um, because business owners are very much focused in working, um, you know, in their business, not on their business. 
So to be able to to be able to you know get with a business owner and and there's there's much more planning that that's involved with a business owner because it comes to the business and succession planning etc. What do you you know how you're going to exit when you're going to exit what does that look like etc. Um, I will tell you you know one of my more successful one of my um, more recent and, and more successful clients was um, two sisters owned a business um, in Enfield. And um, they took the business over from their dad. And when I got together with them, you know, they they said, okay, you know, listen, we're we're ready to exit, and you know, we want to get out. And one was much more eager to to stop going in and working sixty hours a week than the other one. But um, what was fun is is we were able to get together with them over several months in many, many meetings and, and put together a plan for them. And it's, and it's, you know, coming to fruition um, such that they are able to, you know, they, they found a buyer for their business actually. Um, and they are able to um, put together plans of they're going to stay on for the transitions for um, to continue doing what they're doing. So the new owners can, you know, get their feet, get their feet wet and, you know, understand, you know, the inner workings of the, of the company on, on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, within the next nine months, you know, they're going to be out. And, you know, it, it was just, I, I, I love sharing in the success of my clients. Um, you know, I, I love, you know, um, showing my clients, you know, because they were dead set about not doing one particular aspect of, um, of the sale. And, and I show them, how, how they could do it, why they should do it, and how it'd be beneficial for them, and what them being did set against um, doing for this one aspect of the sale, um, in them taking my advice, that was the catalyst to get um, to, to, to get the sale completed. So it was it was fantastic. You know, again, I mean, just you know, it's not about me. It's about it's, it, it, none of this is about me. It's all about the individuals that I work with. Um, so to see them successful um, in, in accomplishing their goals and in moving forward is just, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I, if, if you told me when I got into this industry that I would be, you know, more excited, you know, for my clients, um, you know, in watching them achieve, you know, their goals, then, you know, for me, you know, achieving my financial goals, working with clients, I would have told you that you were nuts, but, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, um, a, it's an evolution that um, I wish that everybody in this industry had, you know, for themselves and just making sure that their clients are first. So, Brian, this is something that we kind of were touching on before we started the show is that um, this idea that of, of the fear and of this kind of like, you know, thing that um, that is really a huge taboo about talking about money. And I know from my personal experience that, you know, when I was getting my business started, um, you know, I'm, I'm self-employed and I was really, I was doing everything on a very low budget. I had very tight margins and I didn't talk about it, but I was always afraid of like from month to month for, for years. And I didn't tell anybody about it. And I definitely got a little bit of help from my parents when I needed it. Like I always kind of knew that they were, um, you know, my dad was very like uh, financially savvy. And so I could kind of talk to him about some of those things, but it was such an embarrassing subject for me. And, you know, now I've I really worked hard to kind of like get out of that um, space and and really be diligent 
Jen, about um, saving money and, and all of that and, and earning more money, honestly. That's a huge part of what it was. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I would, I'd love your opinion about some of the taboo and like why why is money such a topic of uh, of like, I don't want to say shame, but why why don't we talk about money? It's it's ego. It's it's ego. It's it's worrying about what other people think of you. Um, you know, I mean, to your point, you, you know, I mean, you, you when you started up your company, um, you know, you, you were you know, you live month to month. And, you know, again, I mean, you you you're a typical business owner. And, and I mean, that is not that is not uh, foreign. Um, just about every single business owner you know, that, that I do business with or I work with or I get together with and have conversations with. If we go back to the very beginnings before, you know, when they, when they first get into business, I mean, they were exactly the same boat and everybody was in the same boat. Um, I'll share with you, you know, I've been in, I've been in this industry since 2007, but previous to that, I owned a construction company. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And, and I started. Um, Got to be good with know, numbers started, if you're doing construction. It, well, you know, I mean, so, so they, you know, my wife and I, um, you know, ran um, our construction company um, from, you know, um, 1995 to 2007. Wow. And, you know, the, the, um, um, the financial crisis hit in 2007, 2008, and I was not a nice person. I was a miserable person. And it came down to, um, you know, one of the biggest reasons was is, um, you know, the money dried up. So we were, you know, I mean, we've seen, I have seen personally, um, you know, great times and I've seen terrible times. And, you know, that that's one of the, um, that's one of the things that I can bring to the table is, you know, um, been there, done it. I've lived it. You know, I know, I know what every single business owner goes through and has gone through because I've done it you know, between, you know, making the next sale and collecting money. And, um, you know, I call it babysitting, but, you know, dealing with employees and it's, you know, um, so it is, you know, it, 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 it's very much ego. It, it, it really is. It's very much ego and worrying about what other people think, um, you know, but, you know, when things are good, you know, I mean, it's fantastic, but things are bad. You're kind of ashamed, you know, you're, you know, you question yourself a lot as far as, you know, what am I doing wrong or, you know, how can I do things better? And um, it's, you know, I mean, it's real tough. You know, if, if I can bring it, if I can bring it to, um, you know, the client side or the client's perspective, you know, when I'm working with individuals or I'm working with clients um, that are older, you know, that are um, in retirement, you know, and, and we talk about the need for, you know, if a health event exists, okay, the need for care, what's going to happen? Who's going to take care of you? You know, are there plans in place? Do you have, you know, are you, you know, can, can you afford to have an individual come in and take care of you? And, you know, one thing that I learned was, you know, you want to keep your family together, keep them apart. You want to keep your kids together, keep them apart. Um, and what I mean by that is this, is, you know, going through this in my own family, um, when my grandmother passed away, she was the matriarch. Um, she took care of my grandfather for everything, absolutely everything. And quite frankly, health-wise, you know, he, you know, if, if we had to take bets, he was going to pass first. 
but she passed and, you know, the, the family got together and, you know, we all came up with a schedule of who's going to do what, when and why. And that was great for the first few months, but it all fell apart. And, you know, then the infighting started and, you know, and that's because even us within, you know, within our family, within, you know, with them, it, there was no plan in place. So that, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. Um, both on, you know, working with my business owners because been there, done it. And I never want to see an, a business owner go through what I did, um, you know, and, you know, on, on the individual client side of things, um, you know, back in the nineties, and this was the early nineties, um, you know, watching, you know, what happened within our own family and it's not foreign. I mean, this, this happens all the time in everybody's family, um, when there's not sufficient planning in place. Yeah. And so when you were uh, during that time where you were talking about the transition um, from your construction company, how how did you climb out of that um, when you kind of said that like the money dried up um, during the kind of the financial crisis? And how, how did you mentally climb out of that headspace? It was not easy. It was terrible. Did you, it was turn horrendous. To, <laughs> did you turn to other people for help? Did you turn to a financial advisor at that time? I didn't. I didn't. And I wish I did. What did you, you know do what I, instead? You know what, I tell people, <laughs> <laughs> what I tell people is, okay, back then, you know, listen, you know, business owners, okay. All right. So I was cocky. I got to be honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, I was very, I, I was very cocky you know i i too people now i'm confident um but you know back then i was cocky so um you know you asked you know how i got out of my headspace you know it, it i went through you know quite a few years of um you know not thinking too highly of myself you know i thought of myself as a failure and i often share with individuals that i wish that you know um there was somebody like me approached me back then and said, Hey, listen, let's sit down, let's have a conversation. And, you know, and this was, this is when times were good because, you know, I, I very often tell people if the advice that I share with individuals and it, you know, it's all part of a learning curve, right? But the advice that I share with business owners now, okay. If somebody had shared those with me, I would have weathered the storm and, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, which in hindsight, would have been a huge disservice to myself and to my clients because, um, you know, I, I have learned so much, so much, you know, personally, um, you know, in, in from the business perspective about, you know, um, what to do and how to do it. And if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't be, you know, offering, you know, the services or the education um, that I offer to individuals today. Brian, so tell me a little bit about how how, how did you fall into um, doing work around financial wellness and financial planning? Um, what was like, so you we know that the kind of construction side of things dried up and then you went through that period where you felt like a complete failure and that you didn't have these kind of um, resources available to you as easily. So um, how, how did you dive into um, into the work that you're doing now? Great question. Um, when I get into the insurance industry, I started on the um, the employee group benefit side of things. So I, you know, I work with uh, with small companies, and um, you know, I would share, 
you know, the, the, the line of benefits that I, um, that I offer to the employees for the companies. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I, re, I recall going into um, all employees meetings and, you know, this time of year is open enrollment for a lot of companies meeting. This is when uh, employees pick their healthcare plans. So I recall going into, you know, one of my clients who I still have today as a client um, back in uh, 2007, 2000, yeah, it was 2008. I'm watching the 401k guy, which is the retirement services guy get up and, you know, he gets an opportunity to talk and he's telling the employees, listen, you know, now's your opportunity to take every last penny that you can. And I know times are tight and the economy is down, but take every last penny that you can and put it into your 401k plan. So that when the stock market turns around, the economy turns around, you can ride that wave up. And I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, that's that's what we're taught. But fast forward three years, and after listening to that, because, you know, I still attend these employee meetings, these all-employee meetings during open enrollment, when the economy turned around, he would give the same exact story. It would be, listen, take every last penny that you can out of your paycheck, put it into your 401k plan such that, you know, when the economy continues to grow, your 401k plan is going to continue to grow. But one thing that I found was, is it didn't matter whether the economy was up or the economy was down. The conversation that he was sharing with the employees was exactly the same. It was completely cookie cutter. <laughs> Correct. So my point, so so I'm sitting there and I'd get an opportunity to speak and I'd meet with the employees, but you know, they they were worried. They were truly worried. <laughs> and it didn't matter whether the economy was good or the economy was bad. They were very worried. Okay, what happens if this happens again? You know, my 401k was up. If the bottom drops out, I'm not going to be in a position where I am today. So, long story short, I attended a couple of industry meetings and there was one particular speaker that I heard speak multiple times. And I was excited when I left the industry meetings. Now, you know, I like to tell people, you know, I have a good personality. I'm not a nerd or a geek, but I was challenged not that long ago on that statement. But um, but to, to be excited, leaving an industry meeting talking about this topic, I was like, I need to learn more about this. So I pretty much, you know, gave up all areas of um, the previous business of what I was doing before what I'm doing now um, and focus solely on this. And this is helping individuals be in a better position or putting themselves in a better position such that they can retire when they want to retire. It's, it, it, it was, it was such a, such an awakening. It, it, it was amazing. That's really cool. I think it's it's always um, that's always a clue. You know, I, I interview people every week on the show, and you know, everybody has those moments where they're just like, "There's something that brings them joy, and something that really pulls them into that path." And yeah, like you said, something that would be just like you know, an average maybe corporate style meeting, and you come out and you're pumped. Like <laughs> those yeah, those yeah, feelings it, of it, excitement it can happen anywhere. Literally, can happen anywhere. You when you find that thing that like lifts you up and really brings you joy. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. That's the path. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, I saw so I equate you know i told you know i found my why you know i mean as as, as weird as that sounds i mean i found my why <laughs> 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, I know that you also uh, now kind of fast forward, you um, you work with a, um, a business called Results in Wellness in Westfield. And yeah. there you offer uh, financial, you, there's a series of four workshops that you're doing on financial wellness. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that um, the workshop series? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Results in Wellness, they're in Westfield. Um, I um, I was introduced. Uh, Sophia Zinzarella is the uh, is the proprietor. Uh, she also owns um, a physical therapy company, uh, re, um, Rehab Resolutions in West Springfield. But Results and Wellness is her brainchild. So I met Sophia about a year ago. Um, I was introduced to be a mutual friend, and I went through my ideas on on um, um, financial wellness, and I said to her. I, I recall, you know, telling her during our meeting, I'm like, listen, I love your concept. I love what you're doing, but you should really integrate um, financial wellness piece to the wellness center. Because it, her, because like, it is a full wellness center. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, that place is a full wellness center. It has like an infrared sauna and a salt booth and all kinds of physical therapy. And all, it's, it's like a, it's a wellness center. It's for like it's, health. Yeah. It, it's incredible. It, it truly, I mean, she, what she, what she put in, you know, what she put in her thought behind, you know, the entire, um, the entire um, wellness center is, is, is absolutely incredible. Um, there's a chiropractor and, you know, I mean, Reiki and, you know, there's a medium and I mean, it's, 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 it's totally awesome. And yoga, they got the whole works there. <laughs> But I said, but, but I shared with her, I said, listen, you know, integrate some financial wellness. And if not me, if not with me, then somebody else, you know, and, and I went through, you know, my thought process behind it. And she's like, I don't need somebody else. I found my person and it's you. And I'm like, wow. And she's like, yeah, she's like, it's perfect fit. Um, you know, fine finances is on everybody's mind. So you can, you know, you can work on, on wellness, mind, body, and soul. Okay. Um, finances and financials is, is always top of mind. It, it's something that never goes away. You know, the, you go see a chiropractor for pain, they can work it out, the pain goes away. You know, um, you know, mind, you know, I mean, if you're working with, you know, Kathleen, who's the medium over there, you know, I mean, with, you know, chatting with, um, you know, people in the past, et cetera, um, you know, I mean, it gives you peace of mind, but I mean, finances and financials is, is always, always, always hanging around. So when I put together the program for individuals, you know, um, the questions that we answer is, you know, how much money will I need when I retire to keep the same standard of living? You know, um, you know, how do I ensure my assets will last throughout my retirement? How do I plan for the unknowns? What impact will taxes have on my retirement? And, you know, those are the topics that we, those are the topics that we cover um, and we'll handle for, for individuals. We also do some breakout sessions for, you know, long-term care planning and estate and inheritance and the importance of wills and trusts and power of his attorneys and dealing with volatility, you know, within the market. Um, and these are all unknowns. And, you know, um, again, if, if individuals have a, a clear, better understanding specifically as to where they are um, and they'll have a better, clear understanding as far as where they want to get to. And, you know, I, I, I help them get there. So, so you're doing these kind of workshops um, at uh, this, this health center in, in Westfield called results in wellness. Um, and 
when you're kind of doing these little breakout groups and, you know, having these uh, kind of explorations with people about what, what they want and how, how you're creating a very personalized pathway uh, to achieve that for people, what are the biggest obstacles that you really notice? Like, what are the things that people throw up in their path that say like, oh my gosh, like this is, uh, you know, I guess, what are people's biggest concerns around this? So um, when they're like actually making the plan. Yeah, no. So, you know, I mean, I, I focus a lot on um, taxes uh, when I work with individuals and, you know, and, and I throw up some, you know, facts and figures and stuff like that. Um, you know, within the workshops, it's very broad. Um, it's a very broad overview. I don't get personal. Um, you know, we don't discuss individuals, you know, specific um, situations, you know, within those workshops. Um, if individuals wish to learn more, we can get together, you know, privately and, and, and I can, you know, I, I can counsel individuals that way. But, you know, the last workshop, um, I will tell you, somebody turned around, there was an individual in the audience and, you know, when he says to me, he's like, who thinks of this stuff? You know, <laughs> only you, only you come across this stuff. And, you know, who, who puts this stuff together? Cause you know, th this individual was uh, 59 years old. Um, he was, um, you know, getting, you know, thinking he's going to retire at 64, 65, you know, and, you know, he, and he thought he was good and, you know, he is, I mean, you know, you, you know, he, 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 he is good. Um, but after, you know, halfway through the workshop, you know, um, he saw how, you know, with some tweaks and some modifications, you know, he can go from good to better. And, you know, and, you know, it, it's a process working with individuals. So, you know, um, if, you know, I, I shared with him, you know, we can get from good to better by doing this. And if you want to get from, you know, better to great, you know, we can do this. And, you know, um, it's, it's just what I appreciate specifically like from him, you know, when he turns around and he says to me, you know, who thinks of this stuff is, you know, it is the thought provoking, thought provoking topics and the thought provoking conversation. That's that, that's the piece that, that's the piece that I enjoy. I love it. Brian, can you tell us a little bit about your, your personal uh, retirement plan? What does that look like for you? Because I know that you're really good about creating not this kind of like cookie cutter corporate, just put it in your 401k, uh, you know, corporate sort of plan that's just standardized for everybody. And that um, how, how did you, what have you created for yourself in your personal retirement plan? What does that look like for you? Oh, that's, a, yeah, that's a great question. So um, my wife, she works for um, she works for a big insurance company out of Windsor, and she has a four hundred one k. So I'm not, you know, um, you know, you know, what I share with individuals is, you know, I'm not I'm not opposed to four hundred one k or four hundred three b or you know government qualified retirement plan. I'm absolutely not opposed to them. You know, can, can you quickly tell whatever. people what four hundred one k is if they're not familiar with it? Just a, a yeah, very yeah, brief overview. So, so it, it, it's an employer sponsored plan, um, and, and employees can partake in it. So an employee can set aside some pre-tax dollars. This is money that they're not taxed on, or, or money that's taken out of their paycheck and put into a retirement plan before it hits the tax cycle, before the, the payroll taxes are taken out. Um, and it's accumulated in an account such that when they get ready to retire, um, individuals um, can then have a structured plan that they can withdraw upon during their retirement years, but it's at that time they would pay taxes. 
Gotcha. So, um, so I, so again, I mean, I'm not opposed to them. Um, I'm doing something um, different. Um, my wife has her 401k plan through her company, which is fantastic. Um, I'm doing something um, where I'm taking after-tax dollars and putting it into a vehicle such that when I get ready to retire and I get ready to draw upon those funds that that, that have accumulated, um, there's no taxation. Um, it's not, it's not going to have any effect. Taxes aren't going to have any effect on those distributions. And what I tell people is um, when I work with them one-on-one, um, I'll bring my personal strategy, my personal plan. I'll show them. I'll, I'll, I'll bring with me to a meeting and I can show individuals and my clients specifically what I'm doing. Um, people ask what sets me apart. Um, you know, if, if you're working with somebody, fantastic. Um, but ask them ask them to show you what they're doing. Because, you know, why would if they're giving you advice on as how to uh, prepare for retirement or grow their, your wealth, um, are they practicing what they're preaching? And, you know, I'm very transparent. I'm very honest. I'm very open and I, I don't hide. So <laughs> I tell people, I, you know, remember Cy Sterling, the, 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 the hair club replacement guy, you know, not, a, I'm not only a client, you know, um, or I'm not only the president, I'm a client. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm also a member. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much the same way. You know, what I, what I share with people and the strategies I share with people, I'm implementing myself. Um, so I'm not just, you know, telling you to do something and I'm doing t- something totally different, you know, the, the ultimate definition of, of uh, hypocrisy. And th- no, that's not me. So. Now, if if you meet somebody who is in their teens and twenties, um, you know what do you? How do you help younger people set up their retirements? Is it, you know, is it is it easier to set up people's retirements for when they're older and it's more of a pressing issue, or is it easier to coach younger people who feel like they can live forever and even though they have a ton of time to like accumulate wealth? Um, like where where do you? I mean, like where do you want to work on that spectrum of uh, younger folks or uh, folks who are in? A, a really place of, of worry and concern and immediate it, it, kind of need. It, it, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, so people ask, you know, who's your ideal client? Is this somebody with money? No, 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 not necessarily. Um, I, you know, I, I pinpoint it, you know, my, my demographic, if you will, for, for individuals that I want to do business with, you know, are between the ages of 50 and 70 that, you know, um, and those are the individuals who um, I feel because, you know, it's on their doorstep, meaning, you know, um, you know, their, the thoughts of not having to get up and go to work every single day and be able to enjoy the rest of their life, you know, during, you know, it's via retirement. Um, it's much more, you know, top of mind. Young people in, in you know, my daughter is my daughter's 19 and my son is 21. Um, and you know, they, they, they both have great work ethics, but I'll, I'll tell you what it's, it's young individuals as much as, um, I can certainly help younger individuals and put them in such a phenomenal position when they retire would be stupid. Um, 
they're very much about have money we'll spend and you know and, and, and that's just their mindset you know i i i wish beyond wish wishes that um the the financial education piece would start in the schools you know as opposed to you know when they get out in the real world you know i you know somewhere in high school you know 11th grade 12th grade it should be mandatory requirement of you know this is you know this is what retirement you know, looks like, and this is how to get there. And, but there's nothing there. There's no education piece there, which is unfortunate. Even younger, because, you know, by the time, I feel like even by the time people are 18, there's already, you know, like I got my first job when I was like, it was like 15 and a half, 16 or something. Um, And I was already making money. You know, I was like babysitting. I had a job at like a local cafe and I still had money and I would, I would work a little like Saturday afternoon swing shift from four to eight, I'd get, um, get $40. I mean, this is, you know, in the like 90 or I guess it would, yeah, it was basically in the like late nineties. I'd get like $40 and I, for working just those four hour shifts, basically waitressing and I would go out immediately and go to the mall. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't say, I used to, honestly, I made so much money at that time. Um, you know, I, because I was like working regularly and, um, kind of constantly like you know, promoting, getting promoted within that, um, that restaurant. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't save anything from it. I didn't have any bills, of course, but I, I didn't save anything from it either. So it was right. all fun money. Right. Um, yeah. No. And, and listen, you know, I mean, guilty, guilty is charged. I mean, I, you know, I did the same thing, you know, I mean, I had a paper route, you know, when I was 11, you know, 12 years old and, you know, that was my first job. And, um, you know, and I, I spent every last penny. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like those those financial habits start like as soon. I mean, our fan, financial habits probably start from watching our parents, right? I was just gonna say that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and there was no. I, you know, I'm gonna be honest. You know, and hopefully my parents aren't listening, but um, I got zero education from them in the world of financial. <laughs> it's, you know, unfortunately. Unfortunately, what do you remember um, them t- teaching you about finances? Um, don't get into credit card debt. I, I think that was the biggest takeaway from, you know, from my parents, you know. Um, but the, the so this is the unfortunate thing. So my daughter uh, is a student at Westfield State. OK, and she gets credit card applications all the time. Oh, they're bombarded and, um, college students. And, it's and predatory. It yeah. And it infuriates me because... Okay, you know, here you have these mega banks, okay, are taking advantage of, you know, these kids, you know, not only, okay, do a a massive majority of these poor kids have student loans, okay, and they're dragging these albatrosses, you know, uh, these student loans, okay, you know, when they get out of school that they need to pay back, so they're in debt there, but these mega banks put these poor students in a position of, hey, listen, you know, spend our money. Don't worry about spending your money. Oh, you don't have any? No, that's okay. So, you know, it, it's just, it, it infuriates me that, um, you know, that they do that. So, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you have a 29% APR that you have to pay on top of it. And it's like, uh, yeah. It's and, terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. So, you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's a great question, you know, as, as far as, you know, when, when, when should, um, you know, these individuals start, you know, preparing, I mean, you know, yeah, pre-K, yesterday. pre-K, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kindergarten, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah yesterday, <laughs> right, right, 
Um, well, Brian, um, we're kind of coming to the top of the hour here. Um, uh, what, what do you have people uh, coming up that, that people um, might be curious about? So I'll, I'll share with you, you know, results of wellness. The, the first Thursday of every single month, I do um, the uh, financial peace of mind, um, financial wellness workshop at results and wellness. And they're at Westfield. Um, if you were to look, you know, if you wanted some, some additional information on that, uh, I, I'm going to urge you to look up results and wellness, uh, their website, um, which is results in wellness, LLC.com. And you can, um, you, you know, you can sign up for a workshop and you can come see me live, um, you know, in that workshop. Great. If you mm-hmm. wanted to, um, you know, contact me directly and sit down and have a conversation. And there's no charge for these conversations. You know, I'm, you know, like I said in the very beginning, I enjoy educating individuals. So if you wanted to reach out to me, you could, you know, certainly call me at 860-930-5330. Or you can look up some additional information on my website if you wanted some additional information. And that's uh, www.trust.encompass.com. And I have, um, yeah, I have a contact page there, but there's also some additional information um, that you can educate yourself as to um, who I am and what I do. And, you know, um, it, it gets a little bit um, more in depth of, part of our conversation of what we had today great and any last words of wisdom before we close out anything you want to throw Um, out to the universe (laughs) you know listen you know um you know i'm here to help you know um i'm I'm here to serve so you know if you have any questions um you know about where you are or where you want to get to you know feel free to please you know contact me um you know where your money is 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 much more important than what it earns so um, just, you know, get me, keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing all your expertise today. Really, really glad that we kind of got this conversation started. Um, so again, if people are curious about um, Brian's work, you can always go on to trustencompass.com. Um, so and if you are just tuning in and catching this episode, um, right at the last few minutes, uh, you can always go on um, to reikinorthampton.com backslash radio dash archives and catch this show in a about a week it's usually up and posted or if you're a podcast listener you can always go on to the energy matters podcast you can pretty much download it anywhere or subscribe anywhere um, and that the show will be posted up next friday too um, so thank you again so much brian um, so have a great weekend everyone and be well